once again, everybody. Mauricio Garcia here. Always happy, excited to have the opportunity to begin yet another po Conquistador podcast every single day. I love this exercise. And uh, to talk about, you know, because yesterday, let me just do this. So yesterday, we talked about what inspired Hubert to begin what he called the Alexander Inked. And I wanted to go deeper today into what are the keys to Alexander generalship, what really enabled him to conquer the known world back in those days. So to talk about that, I want to welcome to the stage my friend, my partner, my mentor, the Hall of Fame entrepreneur, Hubert Humphrey. How hey, do buddy, you do? Great. I'm doing great. Glad to be here with my modern-day conquistador. Hey. So it's, uh, it's great, you know, we... You know, if he's going, if he's, if Alexander's going to conquer the world, you know he'd have to eventually conquer Mexico, and you'd be, you'd be his biggest general. So, because uh, that, that's what it takes. But, but, but talking about that principle, yeah, you know, and, and what Alexander, as you study, there was a book called The Mask of Command, and I recommend people to read that. And you can get all, you can dig deep into how how Alexander mastered. These five things, he mastered kingship. He, he didn't know how to be a king, so he had to learn how to be king. So he mastered kingship. He, mm -hmm. he, uh, he, he had to become the leader of a great army. He, you know, he had to literally become, uh, be a, become a general. Uh, he had never had an army, so he was just a young, young guy. So he mastered generalship of an army. Uh, then he had management of a staff, because you have to now have, have a staff of people around you. Uh, the, the, and he had to learn how to delegate and work with them. Then he had a then he had to master theater. They called it. He had to understand the theatrics of things and the presentation, and how the way he was dressed and how he dressed his soldiers and just the, just their banners and all, all the theatrics that has to go on to do that. And then he also had to manage, master and have a command of oratory. In other words, he wasn't so much that he was a great speaker. It's just he spoke about great things. You know, he spoke about great ideas. You can, you can, you you don't have to be a great eloquent speaker. I'm not an eloquent speaker, but I tell you what, I, I speak about I speak about some great things. I'll speak about some great concepts, some great some great ideas, and and you're right, you do too. So anybody that that's the key is to master that oratory. But 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 one of the things we wanted to dig deep in here today, uh, that you were talking about there, Mauricio, is that. The, this essence of being a do-it-first leader. And let me just set the stage. Alexander lived in what was called the heroic era, H-E-R-O-I-C, -E the heroic era, the era where the leaders were out front, and they would very. And he had he had a big red plume on his big shiny gold uh, helmet. He had breastplate shining, and he had a big white horse and had a big old cape. A big old shiny, beautiful sword. It was all all this. He 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 looked like somebody powerful, but he was out in front of everybody. He was he was the, he was the one out front. Mm -hmm. In that mm -hmm. in that era, great leaders led from the front. Now they then the other era now is called the post heroic era, and guess what does that mean? That means the leaders <laughs> now are leading from the rear. That because you, you know you know what caused the post heroic era. Was the invention of a of a of a of a of a gun and a bullet, where they could shoot that sucker in front, <laughs> and so they soon as the soon as the, the weapons of war changed, the leaders had to change, and they uh -huh. went to the rear. They ran to the rear. But in our business, the leader still needs to be out front. Nobody's going to shoot you out here. 
Uh, you need to be a do-it-first leader. But, but I want to I give you, I want to give you some, as I studied uh, uh, Alexander's life, I kind of pulled these nuggets out of his, uh, his technique. Anytime he was fixed to take his people, his leaders into battle, you got to understand that he had, he had, uh, he had this, he had this unique group of people that was his right hand group, called his special forces team called the the Companion Cavalry. Mm-hmm. And then then he had then he had a had a bigger bigger group, his bigger army that that would go. And then he had all type of specialized units that would have different phases of the war they would fight. But in, here's here's how he started. Let, let, and let me just let me just put my glasses on and read this to you here. It says. Here's step one. Reconnaissance and a staff discussion preceded the advance to contact. And we're talking about going into a full-fledged battle now. So he's meeting with his staff. They're bringing in all their reconnaissance information about the enemy. Mm -hmm. Number two, then he addressed his men, sometimes the whole army, sometimes only the officers. you got to understand, he didn't have a microphone. He didn't have a Zoom. He didn't have anything. He, He had his voice. And he and he would have to he, he would he would get on his horse he'd have them all lined up linear and and, and 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 he would he would parade up and down in front of them talking to them loud where groups of them could hear it and a lot of times he passed the message out to his men and they would take it and they would pass on this special little message of instructions the last minute instructions before the battle so he was communicating he was communicating orally as best he could to his army and, and, and certainly to his officers finally number three. When the light troops, followed by the companion cavalry, had made touch with the enemy's line, first of all, he would send his little light troop group in there just to get the action going, just to see what their next move was going to be. And then once he saw the opening, he would send his companion cavalry, which was right there with him, his special forces group. They would go in, and what Alexander would do right then, before he had all the rest of this this 50,000 men follow, Alexander himself charged into battle. He, he had his sword in hand. He had his shield. He's on his horse. And he's now going into battle. And, and what happens from here on is what we as modern-day leaders need to understand, the power of do it first. He says, at that moment, Alexander's power to command the battle had passed from him. Think about that. He mm-hmm. now could, he couldn't stop and say, time out, guys. I got another message for the troops. Nope. <laughs> he would cross that line. He was in there swinging his sword doing everything that he hoped the rest of the people would do who followed him. Hmm. He was doing it. He, he had lost sight of the line. Number six, he lost all means to send orders. Number seven, he could only think of saving his own life and of taking that of as many as the enemies put themselves within the reach of his sword arm. In other words, he was trying to accomplish the very mission that everybody on his, in his army had to do. You had to, you had to, you had to you had to save your own life. You had to kill as many people as, as you could reach with your sword. That's the objective of any one man once he crosses that line. So that's what he was doing. But number eight and nine is the secret. Here's the secret. It says, but the but the knowledge that he was risking his life with theirs was enough to ensure that the whole army from that moment onwards fought with an energy equal to his. So he was communicating. Wow. He was communicating by his actions. Number nine, total exposure to risk was his secret to total victory. So, guys, I learned that wow. 40 years ago, 35, 40 years ago. 
And, if, and, and can you imagine a crazy railroad conductor like me, full of desire, <laughs> wanting to be somebody, getting a little dose of this inside of him, inside of a, a great company like A.O. Williams and with a great opponent like the insurance. And we, we, we were going against the largest, we were going against the, the Darius of the financial services world. Uh, the Prudentials and New York Lives and all these big companies that had been had been denying Middle America uh, all these secrets for so long, and uh, and and I, we were going in there to right the great wrong, and buddy, and as I was building my team, I tried to be a do it first leader the best I could be. All my leaders became do it first leaders, and we all learned how to go out there. We we never asked people to do anything we weren't we we, we had not done. We were not still doing, and we're not going to keep doing in the future. You can see right now one reason why I'm one reason why I'm I'm out here on podcast and I'm doing leadership and started this third company uh, Hedgeman Group International. Uh, I can sit back and just talk to people about what all we did in the previous companies. Hey, I can make I I I I can have a lot of fun talking about that, but it's a whole lot better showing them that hey, listen, I'm willing to go out there and put it on the line and start from scratch and build a whole whole new company and, and talk about what I'm doing today, not just about what I talked about I used to do. But anyway, that that right there is this is if you wanted to if you were to cut me open and go down and find try to find the secret of Hubert Humphrey, what what's going on inside this crazy guy, those little nine steps that I learned from how Alexander operated. And it wasn't just Alexander. I I could go look at many other leaders mm-hmm. in many other fields that would do it first leaders that's that you know what's that old saying uh, uh i can't i can't hear what you say because what you do is so is, much louder so, so much louder in my ears mm-hmm. you know, you know mm-hmm. in my eyes so that's what you got to go do that's that's the secret right there guys is is he he, he just knew he, he he wanted he wanted to redeem the, the glory of of of, of uh, the Greek Empire, he wanted to conquer the world and make it Greek. He wanted to he wanted to right the great wrongs out there, and and he was willing to go put it on the line. And he knew, first of all, they were hundreds of miles away from home. Then they were thousands of miles away from home. So he had to do a whole lot to inspire these people. To all he had to do was start getting beat, start having the defeats, and all those guys would have said, "Hey, let's don't follow it no more. He's just a young buck. Let's go back home." He had no choice. He 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 had to win the next victory, the next victory, because that's that's the only drawback of being a do it first leader. If you don't do it, well, that's not a drawback. Even if you don't do it perfectly, the fact that you were trying is enough of it to motivate your people. Mm-hmm. And there's no life or death in what we're talking about here, but there was back for him. And so what you got to do, guys, is be willing to get out there, and uh, and, and and be. Lazy people will never conquer their future. They will, they they can hook or crook their way into maybe if they're real ambitious, they can make a little money here or there. But to me, if 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 lazy, if if being lazy paid a lot of money, boy, I I could probably be number one in the country in that. I could probably be the greatest lazy person that there ever was if that was the way you became successful. But mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and I found out that la- la- wow. lazy is a, lazy is a bad word. I say I love to play, but I want to play where I work. I want to work where I play. Yeah. I want to make sure that my my business is my. I I as much as I love golf and all the things we've done over the years and, and play golf in every great golf course in the world. Been on every place and the yachts and the boats and the planes and the, you name it. 
All of that's wonderful. But you know what? I've had more fun. I've had more fun in the doing of this business. I mean, it's just the helping of people and just the. I just love I just love conquering myself. That's the first thing. I, Cicero, the great, another great Greek philosopher, said, "Control thyself," which means conquer thyself. If, when you're going out to conquer the world, would you start at home and see if you can't conquer your own self first? One of the things I take from from yesterday's conversation uh, that has a lot to do with today's conversation, obviously, is that what you just said in the end here is you had so much fun building a business. And we all know that building a business, you have to eat a lot of dirt when it comes to there's painful, there's growth, there's there's risk, there's all these things. But when you have the mental toughness we spoke about yesterday, then you that you kind of learn to enjoy it. You can't wait but to wait, you know, for the next morning to arrive, the, the beat the sun to 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 go at it again. And also, as you go through these nine essentials, these these principles of the do-it-first leader, it applies to anything you want to conquer in life, whether that's relationship. I see it even with my children. You know, like so many principles here that can help, not just in business. And uh, yeah, there's just no way that without these, somebody could could really max out their life. And I look at just to close today. You know, everybody nowadays, especially now, looking for. The next coin that's going to make them all this money, the next uh, miracle investment that's going to make them all this money. None of those can come close to really internalizing these principles to manage you know, your, your business life, your life moving forward. And Hubert has the moral authority here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm just an up-and-coming student. I'm a driven, determined dreamer here trying to absorb as much as I can to, to, to try to replicate, copy, and, and yeah surpass even you know what my teacher is done so um quite a quite quite a hey, challenge hey, there hey, but hey, hey, hey Mauricio, yeah, yeah. One, one thing that motivates me to, uh, to no end and you and you you are a great example for these people out there is that knowing that knowing that the things that experiences that i've had and, and weren't, they weren't just my, they weren't, they weren't my, I mean, everything I've got, I've borrowed from someone else. I've copied those principles and then embellished them in my life and taken ownership of them and, 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 and everything. But, 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 but just knowing that, that if nobody else on this thing is watching me, but Mauricio Garcia, who's sitting here, which I know he does, he's talented in his own right. He's got a lot of ability in his own right, does great things. But to know that he's getting this, I can see that, this modern-day Alexander thing is is becoming more and more a big thing to him, and and, and I can sense that him. And if I just stop there, knowing that someone like you that knows how to take this thing into the future and be able to use social media technology and all these tools, along with this ambitious and drive you've got, and now this psychology of of of, of, of modern-day Alexandership and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's no, it's no, it's, it's worth the journey just to be able to know I'm, I can, I can see what's going to happen with, with, with you, just, just you alone is, is worth the price of doing this. Well, I'll forever be thankful, um, the value, not just from these podcasts. We have the opportunity to talk about these things, and and one of the reasons I do it is because it's changed my life completely, completely. Just uh, <laughs> looking at, you know, in the same world. But just having a different optic, just a different set of glasses to look at things changes everything. How you react to things, how you you do everything. And so uh, thank you for that publicly. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I guess once you learn these things and you really have a, a desire to, to go out there and, and, and make things happen, these will 
there'll be fruits out of this of, of these things that we're doing. But I'm sure there's a lot of people listening. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening. And this it's a good thing that we live in an era now, Hubert, where this is going to be recorded. And I really hope that it reaches more and more people. Because the world, I think one of the biggest crises right now is, is a crisis of leadership. That's the real crisis. You know, look at countries. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Mexican. I was born in Mexico. I look at the U.S. I think in both countries, there's a, the, the biggest crisis is really a, a, a crisis of leadership. A lot of these principles are not being applied in, in many businesses, you know, in many you know, families, in many places where it is, is really required. And uh, may not be the most fun thing to, to, to listen to for some people. To me, it is because <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, in total uh, 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 frequency to, to this kind of stuff, you know, because I know that that's what I need to, to learn. And so anyways, we'll wrap it up with that. But I just want to say I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And, uh, and uh, I want to invite everybody to go check out the opportunity that you've put together, which is the HGI Opportunity. And thank you for sponsoring this show and from being here, more importantly, more importantly, taking the time to be here every single day, teaching these things that have really made a huge impact in your life and have uh, generated wealth for millions of families out there. It's made so many millions of people better. And so if you're listening right now, you, you, you have to do yourself a favor. You got to go and check out what I call the greatest opportunity in America today. That is the HEI opportunity. Where do you... Where do you learn more about it? We say it every single time. Going to HGIOpportunity.com. Go there now. Check it out. You can thank me later. Hubert, once again, thank you so much for everything you do. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Take see care you later. Warning. This podcast may change the way you think about business, entrepreneurship, and money forever. The Conquistador Podcast was created for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and leaders who want to conquer their future. To be an epic entrepreneur, you must adopt the right mental paradigms as well as master the art of selling, marketing, and finance.